Welcome to the Experience Milwaukee podcast, Frank Kepler from Bruce City Brand. Thank you, Steve. I'm very happy to be here. All right. I know you are. <laughs> I just, uh, I know we've been before the show just kind of talking about the past meetups where you've presented and mm-hmm. your wacky and zaniness. So I think we just have to, maybe there's like a disclaimer for you, for the <laughs> show you're on, you know, that like, hey, this is going to be great and good information about Milwaukee and why you should come here for various reasons to visit or to live or to work. But also that um, we're going to get some really good stories hope, from you. Yeah, yeah you right. You have to ask follow-up questions. Um, so I, there might be one or two people out there that maybe haven't heard of you. Mm-hmm. I doubt it because <laughs> sure. most people have, sure. yeah, right, yeah. on the news or something. Um <laughs> When Tell, you read, yeah. yeah, you've been on the news, I think. I think I've seen you on the news for the, your designs and, and things you've they usually created. Come, they come once, and yeah. then, then then they send another reporter the next time. Yeah, right. Like, who's going to do <laughs> yeah. the Bruce City one? She does it. This who's the new Straws, one? Straws, right. Who's the yeah. uh, intern? Yeah, right. <laughs> who do we, who's, you know, who do we not worry about quitting? <laughs> um, kidding, kidding. Anyway, why don't you give us a little backstory on uh, maybe... You yourself as a as a Milwaukeean, but also um, the company. Okay, I was uh, born in Milwaukee. Yeah, which is kind of cool. At on Christmas Day, twenty years ago. Christmas Day, in, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, almost fifty years ago, on Christmas Day in Milwaukee, and then uh, we grew up in the suburbs, kind of out in Mequon. I went to Homestead High School. Oh, cool. And. Then uh, my dad ran a commercial art studio called Spectrum Creative out on the west side. He was in a historic building that's even in the built-in Milwaukee book. And um, he had a partner in the art studio. And uh, my dad was really interested in Milwaukee and really intrigued by it. So he had a he had a special thing he had with his artists where if they weren't working on a paying job, that they would do an X ticket. And the X ticket was Milwaukee stuff. So just... If doodle something out or draw something or have so some downtime product. yeah the they would work on something milwaukee focused non-billable time they'd okay. work on milwaukee stuff and it was going on for a few years there and i didn't even know what my dad did to be honest i knew he was a commercial the kids art. really know what their parents do like <laughs> no, ever yeah no, right and it's probably not they good. don't care even yeah. if they know they don't care it's kind of the Mad Men era in right. milwaukee too my dad was out there you know martini lunches and stuff so uh the circus parade came back to milwaukee in 1985 and my dad was intrigued by that, so they start one of their X tickets was to do a little fake um, circus poster, like the old 70s uh, circus poster style. Sure. It, the style of illustration kind of really played well with their designers. They thought it would be a cool theme. So they came up with one that was p- kind of cool, and my dad secured a meeting with Ben Barkin at the time, who was... Uh, Milwaukee legend, right? Yeah, 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 a very good PR person, part owner of the Brewers, tons of stuff. Friends with Lenny Bernstein <laughs> from... Le- uh, Leonard Bernstein from the uh, the famous conductor. Where I uh-huh. had some stories about that too. Okay. So uh, um, they showed Ben Barkin the poster, and, he, and my dad wanted to sell it to him. And Ben Barkin said, "We don't have any money. We're a circus <laughs> parade, and it's just coming back. So y- you make the poster, you sell it, and give me money back." Oh, He's nice. Like, oh, really? That's a great so, deal. <laughs> so my dad didn't know how to, you know, uh, how he was going to afford this through the art studio to produce the poster on his own, but it wasn't that expensive. And then my dad kind of went wild. He produced collector plates and mugs and tins and postcards and clown doll kits and he, uh, collector mugs and plates, if I remember correctly. And, um, and he made all this stuff um, in the hopes of selling it and then um, giving Ben Barkin a percentage back. 
but not a lot of the retailers in Milwaukee at the time, downtown, especially Marshall Fields and Boston Store that were down there at the time, um, wanted to take a chance on a one-day event. It was July 13th, you know, 1986. And so they, they carried some of the posters. I remember Noble Gallery back at Grand Avenue would carry my po dad's posters and stuff, but all the other stuff was just sitting in his garage at, oh at his art studio. So I very I had turned 18, so I very quickly became the sole proprietor <laughs> <laughs> of a little company called Milwaukee Traditions, which was on the skywalk of Grand Avenue, kind of across where Stone Creek is right. now. Right. And um, we were going to sell the stuff that my dad made that he that he couldn't wholesale to anyone right. else and try to make some of his money back. So so you were in charge of selling stuff that no one else would buy. Exactly. Oh, excellent and role I, for you. Yes, right. Yeah. I had a broken down garage at my dad's art studio <laughs> that I'd have to go there in the middle of the night with a flashlight or shine my brights in there yeah. and find all the stuff and then bring it down to the cart next day to make it to see if it would sell. So it was... You know, and Grand Avenue was hopping at the time. There, there wasn't a vacancy in the in the mall. Food court, you, you, if you wanted to eat in the food court, you'd be circling around two, three times before you could find a table. Right. It, it was it was packed. Um, they even had a dress code, no blue jeans, uh, if you worked in the mall. So wow. they, it was very, you know, they really wanted to keep something really good going there. So uh, me being there was an interesting situation because you'd get tourists, you'd get people on conventions, you'd get the the people eating lunch there, professional people from the banks that were down there. And within like three days after opening, we were like, we need more Milwaukee stuff. That's so it sold out. Yeah. Well, the circus parade stuff was doing good, but it had clowns on it, you know, uh -huh. and not everybody as we know, unless you learn into horror movies, <laughs> <coughs> you know, really wants to, wants to collect clowns. So the, the city of festivals parade was also in Milwaukee at the time. One was run by Ben Barkin. The other one was run more by the city. So uh, my dad very quickly developed a city of festivals graphic within, within a week of us opening the cart. And it was pretty ambitious. It was a whole six, seven color poster that was sort of serograph style. And that was the shirt that ended up going. In fact, I don't even think anybody had a, had a Milwaukee shirt before we tried it. Uh -huh. You know, there had been, you know, there's Brewer shirts, Buck shirts, Badger shirts. But, uh, um, but nothing Milwaukee city-focused, yeah, right? Yeah, nothing that just was city by an independent company that was investing their own money to create the graphics. Uh-huh. And that caught the uh, sort of the ear of Cynthia Collier, who was a newscaster at Channel 12 at the time. And she very quickly brought my dad on the air and talked to him a few times about where he saw Milwaukee going and why, why is it important to, to, to depict the city like this in such a positive way. Mm -hmm. And that's what got me kind of hooked on, on Milwaukee and what it meant. Cool. Cool. So from there, you, 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 your family team yeah. and any others you could <laughs> recruit in uh -huh. um, started designing for Milwaukee and, yeah. and, and you do it today mm -hmm. and it's, it's, uh, you know, we, we just, I'm not sure when this podcast will air probably, probably, you know, right before fall, but we just finished Summerfest, mm -hmm. which is a great, you know, the world's largest music festival here in Milwaukee. And your area, because I, it's not mm -hmm. just one booth, but your area was busy every time I walked by. So it's funny how, how and where it started to where it is today mm -hmm. and how um, I think you mentioned uh, the you know, maybe you can reiterate just what what was the Milwaukee pride then versus mm -hmm. what you see today. I mean, there's a Milwaukee shirt everywhere you look. 
It's true. It's true. And I like to think, just like Tom Barrett said, you know, we're the first to fight. I feel yeah. like like we were the first to fight for Milwaukee on these on on, on a t-shirt, right? Yeah, yeah. on clothing, and on yeah, anything, right? On anything. Yeah, it was just Milwaukee, but. The idea kind of was at, at the Grand Avenue at that time, because there were such huge conventions, every week there was another eight or 10,000 person convention in town, that our core customer was a tourist, maybe in their mid-30s, a little older, that wanted to bring something back to their city. So it was great to know that our stuff was going everywhere, around mm -hmm. the world, around the country, and going back, and it was depicting Milwaukee and how we believe Milwaukee is in other cities. But... If I had an if I had a rule that you had to have an employee shirt on, you know, for the young people working yeah, for you, right? Yeah, the yeah. ones I had to bribe and yeah. beg <laughs> to, to work for me because no one wanted Overpay. to work for a little yeah. punk eighteen-year-old <laughs> right. skinny dude. So, uh, um, you know, it was embarrassing for them to wear their employee shirt. They didn't work. want to do it. Absolutely not. Right. And if, like, I remember a lot of times, like I told you earlier, you know, we'd go to Fatucci's after work, or somebody wanted to go somewhere and whatever, and. Um, they would go to the bathroom and change and say, I'm not wearing that uh, in, at Fatucci's, you know. Right. And um, it was striking that the young people did not really have a very good, um, they, they didn't necessarily think a Milwaukee shirt was cool to wear. It wasn't yeah. helping their self-image at all. Right. Or they weren't going to um, meet a new girl at the bar wearing this uh, city t festivals right. t-shirt. <laughs> but it also, I think, goes maybe to what Tom Barrett uh, even um, uh, touched on, which was, how we feel about our city. And I think you even talked about it at certain sprinkler events, which is what is our self-image? How do we feel about ourselves? Mm -hmm. And I think at, at that point, a lot of young people just didn't, you know, we were okay. We were segregated a little bit as a city. There was some areas of town that weren't so hot. There's areas that had potential, but not moving there. And they didn't really want to buy into the whole Milwaukee story. Right. And um, they were maybe, I wouldn't say, they just weren't confident in what the Milwaukee story is. And I think people are, to that point, more confident today. And, and you see it because of the investment, of the commitment, of a lot of things that are happening, the mm -hmm. energy. Yeah. A lot of pride in, in what's, what's here in Milwaukee. Yeah. And I, I've said before, I feel like I straddle two generations. But this particular generation, whether you, st you say they start at 25 and, and go up, they have done a really hard job, which is they've come downtown, seen what it is, and they say, we want this. We want it back. We, this is a better city than you guys are. I've got a vision for a restaurant. I've got a vision for a store. I've got a vision right. for um, a company. And I am going to take this city back. Mm -hmm. And it, um, the baton we handed them, I don't think was that, um, it wasn't gold-plated. You know, was <laughs> it maybe, I don't know, what's the cheap uh, tin or something, yeah. right? Uh, we handed them yep. a tin baton. And they really and took, said go. They, they took this over. Mm -hmm. And they're feel they lived the the pride that they're wearing. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Right. They they own it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They made it. Mm -hmm. Um, so I I just imagine you roaming around downtown, where you know your offices are uh -huh. in the third ward, uh -huh. right? Yes. And and uh, and like, kind of scouring for inspiration ideas. ideas you know, almost stalking people, but kind <laughs> of like you know hovering and people like. <laughs> brushing you away as like you know, get away from me right. to read other people's right. t-shirts yeah that are um, at restaurants do you ever do, while you're doing that do you ever come across people who aren't from milwaukee and and i guess or or in any other um instance do you come across and and how do you describe the city to people who aren't from here that's a great question yeah. um a little bit i talk about the accessibility you know you could take a walk uh, out of my office you can walk east get all the way to the lakefront 
You can walk north, go to a couple coffee shops along the way. You can, you can walk all the way up to the east side. You could actually keep walking, and everything is accessible to you. You can see coffee shops, a restaurant, a place to go, a place to shop at. Um, what I try to describe a little bit, and I, tr I talked to, the, to Paul Schwartz, who's the executive director at the public market, oh, yeah, about yeah, this. Yeah. And he was like, what is it about you know, downtown that is, that is growing like this? It's almost exponential, almost undescribable growth in certain areas. And I was like, people are curious. And even the, even the Milwaukee people that are coming downtown for the first time or feel cool to walk around the Third Ward or walk around different neighborhoods, they are curious. They're curious to find a new experience or to have a new experience. I think you're right. And that curiosity, it's not the sales, it's not the bustle. It's the it's yeah the curious it's to have what's new happening right mm -hmm. what's new and yeah they're they're you know they're hopping on bird scooters yeah exactly they're hopping on bubbler bikes I put my I put my eleven year old son on one is that did illegal? you is it, that illegal um, <laughs> he held my driver's I don't license know while we, he wrote it oh that no. you're perfectly <laughs> See, fine then I knew, yeah that's, that's what right I thought. yeah just send put him right in the right, <laughs> right on Broadway send him send him on his way delivering T-shirts to the stores but I think I'm seeing that a lot. Because of some of those things, the bubbler bikes, mm -hmm. the, the bird scooters, and and even, I think, other transit things that are happening that um, slowly people are just getting on and just going and seeing what they find or meeting someone in one place and hopping on and going somewhere else. Yeah, um, let's see So what it's happens. really interesting Metallic. to see how people are moving around the city right now with ease mm -hmm. and curiosity, like curiosity. you said, right? Mm -hmm. I totally agree. So your... You're in the business of designing and promoting the cool, funny, quirky things about Milwaukee. Um, you talked about how pride in the city has changed over time, but what inspires you as you're, as you're working and or um, directing your design team from a why do you love Milwaukee perspective? I mean, I, I think all of your work really does come from a place of love for the city but what really inspires you or what catches how does how do things catch your eye that you might create you know some of the wacky to the to the really cool to mm -hmm. the sharp you know to the you know all the designs that that come out yeah i think that's an excellent question and every every year i try to put it into one sentence when i get the design team going we have a little design brief and things and every year i'm like i would like to create the best line of, of Milwaukee products that can be done right now, whether, and it does come from a place of love for the city. I think if you didn't love the city, you couldn't even have poke fun at it or have fun with a, you know, a beer shirt here and there. And so I guess I come from a creative area of what can we do? What areas have not been done before? Mm -hmm. um, again, I like to come up a little, and I wish, I wish that I could say the creative process was super collaborative and we all sit at the table and I'd say, let's come up with something for Gertie the duck. And then someone <laughs> says, no, I think we should do something for the Albert the alley cat or something. Right. Right. But it, you know, I come up with the big ledgers of ideas and then I um, disseminate them out through the design department and they pick the ones they like and we sort of go in haphazard order. But, um, but I, so I do, it's more solitary. Sometimes it'll be one in the morning, I'm at work and I haven't left yet. And I'll, <laughs> I'll say like, what could you do for Gertie the duck? You know? So I, I have a shirt that says, I'm nerdy for Gertie, <laughs> you know? And it's back the quack. So, but that stuff comes in my head and I go, I have to write that down. And then I'm thinking, but has anyone ever done it? I mean, who really wants a Gertie the, the duck shirt? I don't think it's going to be a million unit seller, but that's not 
the part of it. To me, it's like interesting. It's a part of Milwaukee that hasn't been done before. Maybe someone that had history of World War II or wrote the book or you know, read the book about Gertie says, hey, that's a funny shirt. I want that. Mm-hmm. Or someone emailed me a couple of days ago whose daughter's name, Gertie, and just wants a shirt because that's her daughter's na- his daughter's name. But I think it comes from a place of really liking the city. And what can we uncover about the real little gems about the city? And, um, you know, how can we portray that? You right. know, th- unfortunately, with creativity, sometimes it's right or it's wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, and you can be wrong a little bit. You can come out on the wrong side. And I've done thousands of designs that were probably wrong. But, I don't um, believe it, but. Yeah. <laughs> they're on the, I don't show those. <laughs> <laughs> but, um yeah, but <laughs> I'm trying to think of them now. <laughs> but uh, but I th- I think that if you're if you're in it to really do something, then it shouldn't be what's the tagline that's going to sell the most beer shirts. I even though we sell some, I think it has to come from a place of how is someone going to look in that and and um, and does that take us a little bit further? Well, I think it's cool that you know whether it's ducks or <laughs> or cats or whatever it uh-huh. is, your work and and the things you guys produce the locals get and i think people who visit also kind of feel like oh i've got maybe the insider's perspective yes, yes. because i'm wearing this and some i'm going to be somewhere or i'm going to go home and someone's going to ask me what the hell that means, means. And I can explain a, a little bit about Milwaukee or the place that, where I was, so where I visited. Yeah. So yeah, in fact, even I'm be, being totally honest, I think it comes to that even before uh, um, branding. You know, I think people know, oh, that's the place with the cool shirts. Right. Maybe even before they go, oh, that's Bruce City, mm-hmm. and that might be to my own detriment. I know a <laughs> lot of my competitors have a lot of shirts that have their brand names right on, on it, and right? that's that's awesome. It's awesome because it works both ways. But I think I've. I have variety and stuff, and people go, where's this little quirky place? What is it? Right. And they know the stuff before they know the, the company name. Yeah, or they turn which around and you're standing right there. Yeah, like, yeah I mean, watching them. stalking yeah, them. Which, watching what, them. Which one do you like that one? Did yeah. I, I didn't design that one. You don't want that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. On-demand field testing. Uh-huh. Like. Um, so what we're going to get uh, close to, we're close to getting to the rapid fire okay. where we just pummel you with questions. <laughs> but... Uh, what are your maybe like top one to three favorite things to do in Milwaukee? Um, it goes down to the, it comes back to the accessibility of the city. So I like to walk around and, and see how far I can get, especially if it's not too hot out, but I like to walk around and just go north a little bit and see how far I get. I like to go west a little bit. I like to eat different places. Mm-hmm. For me, um, I like to brainstorm a lot, and sitting at my own desk gets a little bit claustrophobic at times. So I'll take a notebook, a pencil, an iPad, and I will go to this place, and I'll just brainstorm for 45 minutes. And there's so many places to go. There, there really, there, there really is a lot. And it's accessible. You can get right in. There's not big waits for tables. You can walk right. In. It's it's incredible to have this much access, like to the lakefront, to a freshwater lake, and the rivers and the river walk, and all these neighborhoods, and um, get seated right away, <laughs> right, right when you walk in. It's amazing. Agreed. Agreed. So, um, let's go to. Uh, we're gonna put you on the spot even okay. more. That's fine. We should, uh, there should be some way to compare all the, because all the rapid fire questions are pretty similar from mm-hmm. guest to guest. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll make a highlight or, <laughs> or some kind of big data at some point. <laughs> that everyone else has yeah. pretty normal answers yeah. and mine get like, We'll compare okay. you like the outlier, like <laughs> this warning. This is how not yeah. to answer the rapid fire questions. 
super creative is way out here. <laughs> so what's your favorite color? I, I, I like 322C. If you get a Pantone book, oh, and open up to three twenty. Of course you do. It's sort of like a deep teal. <laughs> oh, all right. Lately, excellent. Which is kind of <laughs> excellent. If it's not, call me or email me and tell me that I got the number wrong. Get, yeah, okay. Because you didn't write it down. I know. <laughs> no, I yeah. did not write it down. Um, favorite food. Lately, I've been going to Lucky Ginger. Ooh, in the, that's on a good Water spot. Street, and they have a seafood soup that's like eight miles deep. It's like this bowl that you can't finish. It's been really good. And they want to kick me out because now I've gone there like eight <laughs> times in 12 days. <laughs> that, for yeah, for probably for many here, reasons, yeah. right? Yeah. And the pizza here at Transfer Pizza. At Transfer Pizza, yes. yes it's fantastic. But I think you're right. If you don't watch for it, you will miss it. Um, mm-hmm. Lucky Ginger. And it's yeah. right on Water Street. Um, Between right Ale House and um, and the bridge, mm-hmm. and um, and that's what the south end, right before you get into, uh, is that Walker's yeah. Point ish? Before you go get into Walker's Point, and it's a great place. And again, family owned, and they mm-hmm. rock there. And it's it just a, a friendly, um, awesome spot on the river. It so, is. Um, favorite ho- or number one hobby right now. It's uh, weird to say because talking to me, you would never know that, which is mindfulness. Oh, really? I've been trying, uh, yeah, more mindfulness techniques. I mean, I'm not talking about saying om and keeping my legs <laughs> crossed or anything like that. But like uh, making sure that I'm a little bit grounded because as you can tell when you talk to me, I can go off on a tangent and be a, in North Dakota really fast. It's interesting. I, I don't, I mean, there's a lot of like meditation talk. Uh-huh. especially meditation in business. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's it's, that's an interesting answer. And I think like in the mornings, I don't meditate like the way you think someone might, but I do it by running and walking around the yeah, neighborhood. exactly. And that's my time to think. It so. totally is. That's so. t- It's totally the same thing, really. Favorite song? Okay, this is a funny one. So <laughs> my brother has been making me listen to old Frank Zappa albums. Yes. And he has an album, Apostrophe. Okay. And I think the second or third song on there is St. Alfonso's Pancake Breakfast House. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just playing that all the time? Is that even yeah, on Spotify? It's, it's really short. It's only like oh. two minutes and 19 seconds, but I have played it probably 100 times okay. in, in the While month of July. While you're walking to Lucky Ginger and, yeah. in August. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Favorite holiday? I was born on Christmas, so, so that's got to be Christmas. Yeah. That, like your birthday and like don't you... I you get shortchanged I, at all, yeah, like I'd half like, the hey, gifts. I want to come over to my yeah. party. <laughs> yeah. When is it? Christmas? Yeah. I didn't get a lot of friends. I didn't we, know, not we, a lot of friends. can't make it. Sorry, Frank. Yeah. <laughs> I'm busy. Um, <laughs> what's the, you probably have a number of them at, for work, but what's the number one app you enjoy outside of work? Let me think about that. Um, I've been using Evernote still. I think okay. You were one of the people great, that turned great me app. on to it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, do you Go use anything for drawing, illustration? Yeah, yeah I'll on, use like uh, on the iPad. You said you walk yep. around with the iPad. Is yep. I'll use the the generic ones, but I'll use Adobe Sketch and Adobe Draw. Okay. Because they can um, come right back onto my computer screen at my, when I, if I'm walking around and hit and you know send up to the cloud, it'll, it'll be on my screen when I get back. And it's in vector, which okay. is really great to mess around with and and smooth out the corners that weren't good on my iPad. So I like those a lot too. Vector, Pantone, I don't... Yeah. yeah. Well, vector vector means they, they're scalable. Lines? Yeah. Does it mean um, lines? No, no halftones. Oh, no halftones. Yeah. I, I hate halftones. Yeah, see? I think. You should make a t-shirt that says no, no halftones. Half-tones. In yeah. halftones. Or deftones. <laughs> deftones. 
Um, from your perspective, and, and you've been in the, in the business of promoting things, um, I, you know, we've talked mostly about you making apparel um, that uh, it kind of reflects or is about Milwaukee, but you, you're also really quick to take advantage of things that happen in the city and make a shirt that is hot at that moment because it's, on, it's in the headlines, it's on mm-hmm. social, people are talking about it. So from all of that, what is your perspective on, on what's like where Milwaukee is going mm-hmm. or, you know, the future of Milwaukee or what do you see happening more mm-hmm. down the road? I agree. And I think what we sell kind of is a reflection uh, and how, how it moves is a kind of a reflection of who we are mm-hmm. as a city and who our, who our people are. You know, and if, if you go back 20 years, you know, a funny beer shirt, like a will work for beer would have been one of my top selling shirts. Right. And today it's the cool stuff. You know, it's the stuff that whether it's a skull and crossbones, you know, like Wisconsin would do or whether it's a um, um, just something really neat. Doesn't even have to have words on it. Um, something that reflects where we are. It's it's almost like people are waiting for that shirt to speak to them and they go, yeah, that's it. That's right. me. And that's if that's happening, then those people are dead serious about the city in a really positive way. That is their town, and you're not going to cross them. And I think if that's the future, if that's on the horizon, we've got a group, a core of very serious and cool people that are going to take the city far more than what I could say our horizon is, Right. if that makes sense. That's a great answer, yeah. And so... um just wrapping up, what if, how do people connect with you besides, you know, if they're just walking around downtown and <laughs> you're stalking them, how do they, can they reach out? Are you on social or are you emails better yeah. or check the website? And Yeah, I wh- mean, um, people can email me directly at frank at brewcityonline.com. Um, sometimes if they're on our site, they'll go through info and ask me a question. I get a lot of questions for donations for door prizes and some mm-hmm. of them I, oh, sure. I remember and I get done and some of them I'm like, oh, I messed that one up. <laughs> Uh, so some people come through there. Um, I'm on Facebook at Bruce City Brand. I think on Instagram at Bruce City Online. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like to be on all of them. I'm I'm getting better at uh, at responding. I think sometimes you know you get those apps and you don't even know when someone responded to it, and you got to right. find a little messenger button. So <laughs> sometimes I'm like, okay, someone said something to me three days ago, and they had a wedding, and I had to get a shirt for it, and it's over. <laughs> And I say no. Congrats. Okay, <laughs> congrats. <laughs> but um, but I'm pretty accessible at those okay. times. Or you can stalk me. Yeah, at uh, at any coffee shop near the third ward. <laughs> do you do you get a lot of ideas thrown at you, emailed or texted over, or anything that hey, you should make a shirt like this? I do, uh, and much more now than than ten years ago. But sometimes it's hard to know whether to look at them or not. Uh, you know, I'm in a business that is promoting T-shirts. I've probably thought of tons of things that I didn't produce or did produce that didn't sell. So sometimes I'm, re- I, I'm sometimes reticent to look at them because if I look at it and I go, "Wow, that's good," and then two years later I have something that sort of looks like it, I'm going to feel kind of icky. So I, I try to qualify when I see an idea that I'd rather buy it from them right. than see it. Like, what is it? What's the wholesale price? Do you mm-hmm. have a wholesale price? And talk about that rather because ideas are floating around. Sometimes someone will think they had a great idea, but it was someone else's idea that was that you've seen. copyrighted yeah, a couple right. of years ago, and I don't want to get in trouble. But that, that might be something that's going to be a challenge for us in the next five to ten years is that there are more people doing what we do. And I don't know if someone had a shirt with a, you know, 
a sloth on it or something. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm, I'm, we're pretty insular. In a sloth word. eating cheese curds or something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a sloth. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> See? Mm-hmm. You can have that one. Okay, thanks. Cool. Well, thanks for coming, and thanks for being on the show. And, uh, you know, I'm sure I'll see you around downtown. Thank you, Steve. Right. This is awesome. Thanks, Frank. It's such an honor to be asked to be on your show. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.